0: merry christmas Christmas. welcome to preston hollow presbyterian church for this christmas eve service we are delighted that you have chosen to make preston hollow a part of your christmas celebration this year we welcome you if you are a newcomer among us a visitor. We are glad to have you. Uh, if you happen to be listening on WRR radio or streaming on the internet, we want to welcome you as well. Uh, for those of you gathered here in the sanctuary, I want to call to your attention the friendship registry pads. You will find those on the outside aisle of your pews all around. If you would please sign in and just let us know that you're here, we would appreciate knowing uh, of your presence uh, this day. We uh, want to offer uh, uh, a word of information as well, as we uh, let you know that if you are not a part of us uh, regularly, you might find uh, it interesting to know that we have four services on Sundays every week, where we'd love to have you come, 8, 15, 9, 30, 11, and 5 in the afternoon. And in the new year, we will begin a new sermon series called, Is It Just Me?, in the back cover of your bulletin, you will find this pink ad. It will tell you about this sermon series. It is all about the fact that we all struggle and we all uh, find issues in life that we, uh, that we need help on. And so we are not alone in that. And so this will be an opportunity for folks who uh, participate in attending this serv- these services to uh, learn more about what God has to say about some of the challenges in our life. Friends, no matter where you are in your journey of faith, no matter where you are in your journey of life and of love, all parts of you are welcome here, and we are glad that you are here. For this is the night that we've waited for, the most beautiful night of the year, a night of shepherds and stables, of stars and of angels, of gifts and surprises and love. It is the night of our Savior's birth, so let us surround Him with singing. Let us lift our hearts and voices and join in adoration of the one born long ago. Let us worship Christ, the newborn King. It is now my pleasure to welcome the Jones family to light the advent wreath and to lead us in the call to worship. We know that God is always with
1: us. We are not alone. We live in God's world. The gift of Emmanuel God with us is the gift of hope, peace, joy, and love.
0: We join the angels in
2: singing songs of praise.
3: Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace and good will toward all.
1: We light this Christ candle as a reminder of the gift of God with us. We are not alone, thanks be to God.
2: Christmas, Dad, why would Jesus want to be born here? Why, earth? This place is a mess. And my dad knelt down and got on my level and said, Sarah, I can't be sure, but I'm pretty sure that God came to this earth because God loves you so much that God just couldn't stay away. Friends, this is the God that we pray to, and this is the God that we confess to. So join me in the prayer of confession, knowing that you are already loved. Let us pray. When Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem, they found there was no room. We confess that in the midst of all our anxieties, we have not made room. Our hearts for others. We confess that, paralyzed by fear, prejudice, or apathy, we have not made room in our homes for the stranger. We confess that, forgetting the welcome we have been shown, we have not made room for those who are different than us. We confess that in the busyness of Christmas time. We have not made room in our lives for you. Gracious God, forgive us and renew us. Use this Advent time to break open our hearts, throw open the doors, open our eyes to your presence, And open our arms wide to welcome you. Family of faith, if God can take an unmarried teenage girl and turn her into Christ's mother, and if God can take the time to send a personal invitation to a group of lowly shepherds inviting them to the manger scene, then surely this same love exists for us. So hear and believe the good news of the gospel. We are saved by grace through faith.
4: In Jesus Christ we are
2: forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. prepare to hear scripture read aloud, I invite you to join me in a centering prayer. Let us pray. Eternal God made flesh for us in Jesus Christ. In this time set apart, help us draw near to you and to one another. Open our ears to hear your good news. Open our eyes to see the possibilities for peace and grace that await us. This we pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.
1: So this past Wednesday, I got to celebrate one of my favorite uh, Christmas traditions. Since uh, joining the staff at Preston Hollow, this time every year, a church member here at the church calls me the week before Christmas and asks me to join them on their annual tradition of taking uh, little white envelopes and traveling all over our city and uh, spreading just a little bit of Christmas cheer. This has been going on for this church member for over 10 years now. Every week, right before, every year, the week before Christmas, they take five little envelopes and find people in our city who they feel like need a little pick-me-up. Oftentimes, it's people that uh, the world overlooks or sort of doesn't even think about. I got in the car last Wednesday, and this church member said, Can we go back down to City Square this year? I said, absolutely. I said, why do you want to go? She said, well, last year when we gave one of those envelopes to the CEO of City Square, Larry James, I was just so moved by what he did with that gift. I said, well, let's go back and we'll, we'll drop off an envelope for Larry. And she said, great. So we made our way to City Square. We found uh, Larry's uh, Jeep Wrangler in the parking lot, gray. We went over and we stuck the envelope right there on his windshield. Sure enough, several hours later, Larry called. He said, it seems the angel at Preston Hollow has been at work again this year because I received another gift. I said, they have. He said, I'm calling because I have the most incredible story to tell you. I said, really? I said, what's that? He said, well, I walked out to my car at lunchtime and I saw that envelope. It was right there on the windshield. I said, yeah, right where we left it. And he said, well, I took that envelope with me to lunch and I was just thinking the whole time, this envelope... Who should it go to? And when I finished lunch, I pulled back into the parking lot at City Square, and I got out of my Jeep, and I hopped out, and there was a line all the way around the food pantry, but there, were, there was this guy sort of standing over to the side, separated from everybody. He looked like he had everything he owned in a backpack on his shoulders. And I don't know, Matthew, something just told me that maybe this is the person to receive the gift this year. And so I made my way over to this man. Larry said, and he said, "What are you up to? How's the day going?" And the guy said, "Uh, "Today's been great." And Larry said, "Have you had a good experience here?" He said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with City Square." And Larry said, "Oh really? What do you mean you're with City Square?" He said, "Well, I, I'm in City Square housing. I live out in Mesquite in one of the apartment complexes that they own. And I come in once a month and I load up on groceries. That's what's in this big pack, and I have groceries for the entire month. I was just..." Getting ready to wait for the bus. And Larry said, Well, a friend of mine gave me a gift and wanted me to pay it forward this year. And I don't know, I've been thinking about who should get this gift, and I just want you to have it. And so the guy took the envelope, he tore it open, and there was a $100 bill in there, and the guy just buckled over. And he came up and he said, Larry, I, man, I'm so thankful. You have no idea how much this is gonna mean to me. Thank you for your generosity, Merry Christmas. And Larry said, Merry Christmas. And just before Larry was to walk away, the guy said, hey, um, can I ask you a quick question? I never caught your name. Larry said, well, I'm Larry James. It's really good to meet you, Merry Christmas. And Larry said, come to think of it, uh, I never caught your name either. And the man said, well, Larry, it's so good to meet you. My name is Jesus. Merry Christmas. I got to tell you, I couldn't wait to tell my wife that story. On Wednesday night, she had barely gotten in the door, and I said, you got to hear what happened to Larry today with this envelope. And so I got to the very end, and I said, Sarah, Larry gave the gift to Jesus. And she said, Yes, Matthew, I'm clear on the name Jesus. (laughs) And then she said it, one of the many reasons I love her. She said, Of course, his name was Jesus, Matthew. What'd you think his name was going to be? Of course, it was Jesus. What'd you expect? That's why I love tonight. That is why I love this story that we're going to read from the Gospel of Luke. Because this story teaches us that God can take on the flesh in our lives at any moment of any day through any person. This story is a story that says that new life is possible. Even in the face of all the world. You know, uh, the people in the ancient Near East, they knew what to expect. They were looking for a Messiah that was gonna come back in the form of King David. He was gonna come in on a war horse, and he was gonna restore the people of Israel back to their political might. He was gonna restore them back uh, militarily, he was gonna restore them back to their former glory economically. Everyone knew that the Messiah was going to come back as a king. They knew what to expect. And yet God took on the flesh because God couldn't not be separated from us, just like Sarah's dad said. And God took on the flesh through the form of a teenage woman a high school girl, unwed. She didn't live right in, she didn't live inside the loop. She lived in one of those towns, you know, north, out of the way. What's it called? Christ took on flesh and a place into a people that the world could have never expected to show us show us all that new life is possible anywhere to anyone that there is no corner of this globe where God is not that there is no part of your life no part of your heart where God is not that's why I love this story and that's why I can't wait to read it to you but I want you to hear this story with those ears of a God who will take on flesh in the most unexpected ways. Listen now for the word of the Lord to all of us this night from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter. I'll read the first 20 verses. Listen to the story, my friends, because I believe this story has the power to change our lives, has the power to change the world. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered, This was the first registration and was taken while Quinerius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem. Because he was descended from the house and the family of David, and he went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven. The shepherds, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste. And they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and all they had seen as it had been told to them. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Did you hear it? God can show up at any moment, in any corner of the city, at any time, and show up in the flesh for a people. So that they know that they are not alone god will show up in the darkest hour of some folks lives god will show up to those who uh, don't count that the world overlooks god will show up in the flesh in the encounter with a stranger a scholar that i really like alexander shea says about this story We learn in the Christmas story that the deepest dark, the deepest dark is not the place that grace goes to die, but we learn in the Christmas story that it is in the deepest darkness that grace goes to be reborn. I don't know what you've uh, brought with you into the sanctuary this night. Some of you may be in one of the dark times of your life. Maybe you've brought with you a relationship that is so fractured that you think it's beyond repair. Maybe it's with one of your children. Maybe it's with one of your parents. You haven't seen each other in a while, but you said, you know what, I'll agree to at least go to church. Maybe it's uh, in a marriage that uh, is hanging on by one thread and you actually think there's no hope for it. Maybe it's uh, your business and you think that uh, the business is so far beyond repair that you don't know what you're going to do, but in the new year, you're going to have to circle the wagons. Worse yet, maybe uh, it's a job that you've been in your entire life and you've been in it so long. That you actually don't think that there's a way out, but what you know is you've lost your passion, your energy, your soul for what you do. I don't know, maybe you're in the deep dark of uh, negative self-thoughts. They're there, they lie right below the surface of everything you do. It's the inner critic that won't cut you a break. Maybe it's the darkness of the thoughts of suicide. Maybe it's the darkness of an addiction. You've been going 47 rounds for as long as you can remember, and all you know is that there is a power greater than your own that has some sort of control over your life, and you think, I don't know. Maybe the darkness is where I'm supposed to be. Maybe the darkness is where I will settle. If you're in the dark tonight, if you're traveling one of those seasons of darkness, I want you to hear, and I want you to know that this story tonight is a story that says that the deepest darkness is not the place where grace or hope or love go to die. It's actually in the deepest dark where grace and hope and love go to be reborn. And here's the thing, if you're not in the darkness of your life tonight, you've been in the darkness before. And you know this to be true. Because you've experienced new life breaking forth in your life in ways that you can't quite explain. You've seen God take on the flesh in corners of your life in ways that you just can't forget. Because when you experience this, like tasting something. You can't not taste it. It's like seeing something. You can't unsee it. It's there. The Christ in the flesh. It's why um, certain stories sort of uh, awaken us this time of year. There are hundreds of them this time of year. The feel-good stories that sort of go viral I'm sure you've seen the the story of Michael Clark, the five-year-old who was just adopted several weeks ago in Grand Rapids, Michigan. If you haven't seen that video, you're going to want to see it after tonight. Michael Clark had been in and out of the foster system, and he finally got matched with a foster family. They got, they hit it off. And months later, they decided that they wanted to officially become a family. What made this adoption so special is though, Michael invited his entire kindergarten class to his adoption at the courthouse. And what made this so special is all 18 of his classmates came to the courtroom that day. And when the judge stood in front of everyone in the courtroom and declared that this foster family was no longer a foster family, but they were actually a real family. All 18 of those kindergarteners in the back of the courtroom pulled out hand-cut hearts that they had attached to paint sticks and waved them in the back of the courtroom that day. What you see, you can't not see. Once you've experienced the light and the love of God, you see it everywhere. I loved that video, but I was interested in how all those kids got there that day. Did you know that 14 of the 18 kids, their parents took off of work? And those parents said, "Uh, we will drive all of the kids in the class to the courtroom. We don't want them to miss this. Do you know that uh, when they called the school district to rent a bus, a school bus to take them to the courthouse that day, the person who answered the phone said, you know, you missed the deadline. The form was supposed to be in two weeks ago. Sorry, we can't drive. And did you know that when the teacher said, yeah, but do you know it's for Michael Clark? He's a five-year-old. He's in my kindergarten class, and his foster parents are going to adopt him. Did you know the person on the other end of the phone said, you know what? I'm going to drive the bus, and I'm going to do it for free. Oh, my friends, this story is the story of a God who shows up in the flesh, a God who breaks it into our lives in ways that we could have never expected to bring light and love for all people. For tonight, this night, a child is born. Emmanuel, God with us. And this child is the light of the world, and all of the darkness that the world can muster cannot and will not overcome it. Thanks be to God. Amen.
3: Having heard the word read and proclaimed, let us rise together in body and in spirit and say what it is that we believe, using the affirmation of faith printed in your order of service. We believe that God is present in the darkness before dawn, in the waiting and uncertainty, where fear and courage join hands, conflict and caring link arms and the sun rises over barbed wire. We believe in a with-us God who sits down in our midst to share our humanity. We affirm a faith that takes us beyond the safe place into action, into vulnerability, and into the streets. We commit ourselves to work for change and put us on the line to bear responsibility, to take risks, live powerfully, and face humiliation, to stand with those on the edge, to choose life, and be used by the Spirit for God's new community of hope. Amen.
0: Friends, please unite your hearts and minds with mine in prayer. Let us pray. Wonderful God, God of laughter and promises, source of joy and source of hope, hear our prayers. We come to you this night with much on our hearts. In the calm of this beautiful space, we are mindful of the gift and privilege it is to gather for worship to draw closer to you through beauty and music and the story of your Word made flesh among us, and for the opportunity to offer our hearts and our lives in your service. We are also mindful this night of those in our community who are racked with worry and anxiety about their health or the health of those they love about work and finances, about their kids' well-being and their education and their social lives. We lift up to you all who are anxious about so much. Remind them that you are already with them. The still, small voice in the midst of the storm reminding them to breathe and to trust In the calm of this beautiful space, we thank you for the gift of human relationship and of being together. We thank you for a sense of belonging. We are also mindful of those who long for the beauty of friendship and community, the calm of daily bread, the peace of life without trauma or violence. Just as you came to us as a vulnerable child, We remember those who are most vulnerable in our community, any who are hungry or who are homeless, those we see at the stoplights and those who suffer quietly in places unknown to us. We lift up to you those places torn apart by war and conflict and by natural disaster. And in particular, we remember our neighbors who continue to recover from the tornado and we pray for those recovering who have at times felt forgotten remind them all that you are already there compassionate and strong help us to follow your example and to reach out in compassion and friendship give us the courage to reach beyond our lives and into the lives of others that empathy would overcome apathy, and kindness would overcome judgment. In the calm of this beautiful space, we give you thanks for this time, for this time set apart to worship on this Christmas Eve. We lift up to you all our praise for the good in life and for the struggles that help us to grow. We lift up to you, that which we cannot name aloud. We lift up to you our hearts this Christmas Eve night, knowing that you have had our hearts all along. Hear us now as we pray the prayer, your son, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, taught us to pray, saying together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.
3: When the shepherds and the magi heard the good news, they brought gifts to honor the newborn Christ. In the same way, we are invited to offer our gifts to God's glory and for the repair of the world that God so loves. This evening, we invite you to join with the entire Presbyterian Church in giving generously to the Christmas joy offering. As we consider the various ways in which God invites us to be with and for one another as God is with and for us. Let us pray for this evening's offering. Please join me in prayer. Christ Jesus, you are the perfect gift, given to lead us in the ways of compassion and grace. You point us to God with your very life. So take all that we have, our time, our talents, our treasure, that it may point to you and guide us in your ways of joy and hope and love and peace. In gratitude we pray. Amen. Tonight's tithes and offerings.
1: For tonight, a child is born, Emmanuel, God with us. That child will be the light of the world. The darkness will never overcome that light. Friends, we now share the light of Christ with one another. Friends, as we go forth from this hour of worship to be the church in the world, may God give us the grace never to sell ourselves short. Grace to risk something big for something good. Grace to recognize that the world is now too dangerous for anything but truth, far too small for anything but love. So may God take our minds and think through them. May God take our lips and speak through them. May God take our hearts, each and every one of them, and set them on fire. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Guide us in our many, many, many different ways this night and all of our days. May it be so. Amen. Thank you.